Hello, welcome or welcome back to the Grip Tape Podcast. I am your host, the fabulous host, the hostess with the mostest. Okay, I'm sorry. But I am Alicia Janae, and I just want to tell you a little bit about Grip Tape before we get started. Grip Tape is the only space that allows youth to take charge of their own learning with the funding to pursue their learning and a champion to encourage them along the way. This episode, we're getting down to it. Today, I am chatting with Adam, and we talked all about how he actually put on a concert for his community and all the parts of planning, working with teams, the good, the bad, the ugly, the mistakes, the lessons, the opportunities for growth, all of these things. And I just thought it was really interesting because we don't realize all the things that we're capable of until sometimes we see somebody else do it first. And it gives us that motivation or that inspiration to do it for ourselves. So if you're thinking about putting on a virtual event for your community, your school, or just getting out there and having an event to connect more people with similar interests, then this is the episode that you need to listen to so you can figure out how to do it and some things that you can avoid so you don't have to repeat the same mistakes. All right, that's enough of me chatting. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you're interested in hearing more about youth taking charge of their own learning and just doing what feels right. And leave us a five-star rating. Follow us on Instagram. All the details in the description or the show notes. Okay, I'll see you soon. So let's get started with, I want to know about your challenge. What What was your challenge about? Give us the details. We want to know all the specifics. Um and when you did your challenge too. Okay, yeah, so I, uh, when I started my challenge, it was last year around October, I believe, the beginning of October, around that time. And uh, actually my challenge didn't end on during that phase, which is supposed to be like around December. It actually ended around February, which actually went in. Uh, wow. It was a lot longer than most challenges. And the reason for that was uh, my goal was to organize a benefit concert. Um, wow. So uh, just a brief background. Uh, I go to Great Mills High School. Uh, I live in St. Mary's County, Maryland. Uh, and I'm part of the guitar club there. I just recently graduated. I've been part of the guitar club for four years, all four years of my time throughout high school. And before when i first got there as a freshman guitar club was basically a place where musicians not just guitar players could get along uh play some music and even just hang out and talk uh but around sophomore year it became much more than that it actually went from just a nice hangout for people for musicians alike and it became almost like a charitable organization in a sense because our goal every year now is to organize a benefit concert uh, and on senior year, which was last year, it was my turn to organize it because I was kind of like the most senior member there. And <laughs> and uh, it was the third benefit, third our third benefit concert. So over the years, I was able to learn what mistakes we made, what did, we did good, what would be perfect to for this year's concert. And probably the biggest challenge with that with the concert is always the audio and the sound quality. And it makes sense because high school auditoriums aren't usually meant to for like a concert. They're more meant for like maybe Broadway stuff or uh, just normal speeches and stuff like that. Uh, so around, I believe the first, our first time doing the concert, 
it was of course completely it was completely foreign to us in a sense and we had a hard time with the sound and even though even with the help of some of our uh like the course teacher from our school uh it was hard it was hard so on our third benefit concert i decided to get some help from uh a teacher named miss baker she was actually my elementary school music teacher wow and interesting enough uh i'll get to, i'll go more on it later she she used to work at carver elementary school which was who was and the principal there at least a long time ago was mark murphy who was uh, okay okay oh i'm seeing the connections <laughs> it was i was uh yeah, it was an amazing first day when we talked. It, we like we had an immediate connection. It was very interesting. Uh, I'll touch more on that later. Um, so let's see. Yeah, so I got the help from Miss Baker, and we ended up having a very good concert from an audio standpoint, and it was it was very nice. We uh, I believe I also spent a lot of money on some advertising through the group with money and also security. Uh, wow. So. Yeah, I thought that grip tape was a great way of like being able to address all the problems that we've had in the previous years, and it just it just went uh, it couldn't have gone better in my opinion from that standpoint. Uh, so let's see, I guess uh I could say talk about like how I even learned about grip tape in the first place. So yeah, I go, definitely. Yeah, so uh I go to the tech center, which is basically a school where you could go apart from your home high school and that's where you could like learn a certain skill or like trade you want maybe mm. engineering or me personally I went to the academy of health professions and our teacher there she actually showed us talked to to us about this grip tape thing and I was I was hooked I thought it was a great way to like not only help guitar club but also help me as a person and grow and that's exactly what it was it it helped um it helped me become a bit a better leader uh a better communicator and also just in a way leave a legacy on guitar club Ooh, i like that oh we go this interview is gonna be good okay so for those of you who don't know he did mention that the principal at that school was mark murphy if you haven't listened to a couple of our previous episodes then first of all you're behind but second of all mark murphy is actually the founder of grip tape and he is the one the crazy man that decided to give youth teenagers 500 dollars to take charge of their own learning but thank god for that okay so so there's just so much to unpack right now. So you put on a whole benefit and the concert and making sure the audio was good. So not only did you see a problem and found a solution, you took it the next level and were providing advertisement security. So like this one definitely had to be the best benefit. Am I right? Uh, I guess in some way, I feel, personally, I feel from like a, I think slightly the audience turnout was a little better last year. And a part of that, a lot of that had to do with like, I guess more of like the dates. Uh, I believe mm. that maybe. I get. I guess like a lot of. I believe a lot of people that were like previous fans of the Benefit concert already went to college. So. Like, Got you. So okay, like, that's fair. We kind of had to work on like building up a fan base again, but yeah, it's still a great turnout. I believe there was around probably co close to 150 people. Yeah, that's still a great turnout. Yeah, definitely. So 
what made you you said you went and connected with your old music teacher from elementary school like how did that even happen what made you go do that well actually um it's all, all thanks to her really because in the previous benefit concert uh she went to it and she she noticed the sound problems she thought it was a great show but if we had like the means and the the right person behind the sound working it it would have been even better so I just kept that in the back of my head and then now it was the year oh, so she I, I shared that with you at yeah. the previous benefit gotcha okay and so you that it's it's always amazing to hear people like trying to do something that's bigger than them because this benefit concert wasn't something for you personally but it was something that you and your fellow peers are doing in your school and it wasn't just something that you were doing to benefit yourself but it was something you were doing to benefit the others that were coming because elevating the sound won't necessarily like help you guys but it will help people listening and being present so that first of all kudos to you clap clap on that um so that's really amazing what do you think were the biggest like maybe problems you faced throughout this whole process throughout your whole challenge uh really i would say big thing uh thanks to like the previous years because I play. I did play roles in organizing the previous benefit concert. So, just organizing the benefit concert alone wasn't the hardest part. I think personally, the hardest part for me was just being able to balance all those responsibilities with mm. like my other life responsibilities. Right, school, all those other things. Yeah. Um, how do you? How did you? How were you able to balance all that? How were you able to manage all of those things going on in your life? Uh, usually. I like to take like around five to 10 minutes every day, uh, just planning everything out. All right, I'm going to maybe dedicate this task around 30 minutes. I'm going to take an hour doing something like this. It's all about like learning how to manage your time and knowing, knowing how long it takes you to do something, knowing mm. yourself. First. Yeah. So time management, calendar blocking. I'm like the queen of organization. And so I have a billion and two planners i buy probably like four a year it's really an issue it's it's an issue yeah um but i think it's also very important people don't understand the value in really allocating your time to tasks because you get more done that way right absolutely so now that you have completed your challenge you have completed the benefit what do you think were the biggest lessons you learned throughout this whole process because i'm very curious to know uh I would say uh, just make sure probably I would say communication is probably the biggest part of it. And what I mean by that is not like knowing how to talk to someone, but more like always staying in communication with everyone you're working with. So, you know, exactly. All right. You're in charge of this. OK, uh, you need to get this done by a certain date. Uh, I think because I believe, believe it or not, this benefit concert was supposed to happen um, probably like a month before it actually did. It ha was supposed okay. to happen sometime in January. It ended up happening on like February 29th. And the reason for that was, I would say that uh, going back to that previous question about like how you were talking about what's the hardest part, I would mm -hmm. say the hardest part really when it comes to organizing the benefit concert was finding acts, really. Mm, finding people okay. willing to act and in my mind, I thought I had the perfect, perfect program planned. I I knew exactly who's going to play when, how many people were going to play, how many songs each band or artist was going to play. 
and then around mid-January, uh, a band dropped out on me and another solo act dropped out on me. So I had to work through that. And maybe if I probably kept just a little better communication with those, with the band and that the solo mm-hmm. artist, perhaps it would have been easier and I wouldn't have had to move the date to a farther date. Yeah. Also, like everything was planned for a di- uh, uh, original date of January. People knew about that. And then you had to like change direction. Well, I, the great thing about that is um, we didn't make any flyers at that point yet. We we had the flyers made. We just never actually printed them out and posted them. So that was kind of a good good thing about it. Mm-hmm. We didn't really waste anything at that point, but it kind of was a setback still. Got you. That makes a lot of sense. Setback, but you still came back. That's what's important. You had a setback, yeah. but you came back. That's important. Okay, so do you have any, like, what... I know you mentioned kind of like project management and like communication. Do you have any resources that you use to help with big, because this is a big project. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of different people involved. How, what, how, what's the best way of doing that? Communicating um, and working with groups because a lot of people struggle with teams and group projects. Well, yeah, actually I would consider myself not someone that prefers working in groups, at least definitely before this. Um, I'm more of like a independent person. And it's it's not that I don't like working in groups. It's just that personally, I feel that I work better alone. But mm-hmm. there, are, there are definitely tasks where you, you just need to work with groups. Like it's not possible to just do everything alone. And this was one of those tasks. Uh, from making a flyer to contacting certain... Uh, contacting certain people to like oh you need to work the lights oh you need to uh work the sound stuff like that uh getting help moving equipment it's not it's a team effort at this point it's what i know this was like my challenge to create a benefit concert but when it comes down to it this was a whole guitar club thing this was a whole group effort right so um what I want I'm I'm an app person I'm a tech person so did you what was the communication app that you guys use I'm just curious to know I uh, just normal text messaging uh sometimes we would call each other and then we usually meet once a week uh at guitar club we usually meet one once a week and just talk updates and sometimes we would use email but that was usually towards like teachers and everything mm-hmm. but yeah, it's nothing, nothing exactly out of the ordinary. Gotcha. Okay. Just wondering how that went. So, <clears throat> oh, sorry. So we talked about the struggles and the things that came out of it and things that you've learned. Um, if you were to do this again, what are, if you were to teach someone the process of creating their own benefit concert or concert or things like that, what would be maybe the top three things that you recommend that they do? I would say biggest thing is probably sound, making sure accounting for your sound. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is getting someone that knows exactly what they're doing. Someone that's been in this kind of business for a while now. Uh, like me, I got, I got someone that, that's been pretty much doing this her entire life. And she also had a sound crew with her that's, pretty much been doing this for the, this for their lives also so right that sound is the number one thing because as long as you have sound it's going to be a good concert mm. from from that standpoint uh 
number two would definitely be advertising. And uh, I used a variety of techniques for advertising from posting flyers around to just social media, like Instagram ads. But I I would say a a huge thing that helped was the radio station. Mm. Uh, I called the radio station, asked them if they could give some, like, whenever, like hourly or something, uh, just say, (laughs) come to the concert, uh, the date, the time, what it's going to be, what the money's going towards to, just basic stuff like that in order to convince some people to come to the concert. Was that, was there a cost to that? There wasn't actually, they did it for free. uh, I believe the radio station is willing to do like shout outs and advertisements as long as it's going towards like a charity. It's not profitable. Right. So you just called them. You just found the number and you just, you just did it. Yes. Wow. Okay. So first of all, the initiative for that, because there's a lot of people that would be like, I'm not going to do that, but this is people stop at, Oh, I'm just going to post on Instagram. No, if you want something and this is whether it's a concert or you're, I don't know, maybe starting a YouTube channel or maybe you're starting a business or you're just, I don't know, but you need to find different ways to market and advertise. So I'm really glad that you touched on that because I don't think any of the people that we've interviewed or recorded with have ever mentioned radio. And there's, yeah. we, we have a mix of profit and nonprofit organizations. So for everyone listening, call your local radio stations and ask if they can promote. Yeah, I feel that uh, we take that for granted sometimes. It's, it's a very, very underrated way of getting information out there sometimes because there are a lot of people that listen to radio, young, old, uh, middle-aged. There's just a variety of people that listen to it and you never know who's going to end up hearing it. I think we have this idea that people are done listening to radio because a lot of our generation, you know, we have the Bluetooth or, or things like that. And we want to listen to our own music, but there's still so many people, although it's maybe not as much as it used to be, there's still plenty of people that still listen to radio. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So you just gave me a lot of tips. I'm taking, I'm taking notes um, so that I can know this too. So this is really good. Um, and I just think it's amazing for putting on a production is a very big task and you did have a team. Um, teamwork makes the dream work. I believe it, but having that is just really amazing. So what are your plans for the future? Like what's going on now? your challenge is over and you have these skills that you learned from it. What is the next move for you? Uh, well, I definitely would love to organize another benefit concert. <laughs> uh, so I, I graduated from Great Mills. So I'm going to college. I plan on going to UMBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, of course the plan would be to organize a concert at UMBC, but of course, given the times of today, that's not yeah. exactly the best option. But definitely besides organizing, I I definitely would love to con- just continue my personal music uh, because I didn't just organize, but I also performed in that concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, just continuing to play as a solo, but also maybe also with a band. I I definitely would organize another benefit concert. It's just that 
this is not the time to do so. Right. I totally am all for that. And, you know, something that I have noticed a lot of people taking the initiative to do is creating virtual things. So that would be maybe another challenging aspect to add on, but maybe having a virtual benefit community concert so that youth can have a place to share their work share their music, share their talents could be an idea for you. And I definitely think it would be really good. And I think it would promote um, just a sense of happiness and creativity for communities, your local community, um, to see people just still finding ways to um, stay inspired and to share their passion with others. So I definitely say, go, go do it. Find a way to do it. Make it happen. Yeah. Just recently, actually, I did that just as a solo. Um, a month ago, a Facebook page reached out to me and uh, they were asking if I would be willing to perform like just on like a Facebook Live. I I ended up going Facebook Live, but also on the side, I went live on Instagram also. And I just played for like about an hour and then, yeah. But yeah, that's- We didn't amazing. even talk about what you play. We didn't even talk. <laughs> hold on, hold on, skip, pause, pause. Tell us what, what instruments do you play? Oh, well, um, Around, let's say, probably around six or seven years old, I started playing guitar. At that point, I didn't really take it that seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the years, it's definitely become a bigger part of my life. Uh, music at this point is just extremely important to me. And I also mm-hmm. sing. Uh, around 10th grade, which was the same year we have had the first benefit concert, I became part of my first band, which is called Dreaming Red. Mm, um, okay we we've performed at various concerts including park rock which is a festival we have here uh that was that was an amazing concert it's because around like probably close to 100 people showed up for us so that was amazing um and we've also released some music on spotify uh we have an ep called identity crisis and yeah that's about it <laughs> So make sure you have to give us all the information because we're going to leave that all in the description so you guys can hear his music, check him out, support him. That's really, you know, I had an electric guitar. I thought I was going to be in the rock and roll and then I broke the strings and the electric guitar is still in the basement. So (laughs) music's not going anywhere for me, but I'm so glad that you were able to do it. And you're multi-talented. You can sing and play the guitar and now you're in a band. That's really amazing. How many people are in the band? Oh, well, there. There was five of us at, in 10th grade, but then we added on another singer. So there's six of us. Uh, actually, we're not disbanded, but we're in a way hi- hiatus because everyone in the band except me was a senior senior that went up to college while okay. I was a senior. So, uh, uh, so you was hanging with the big kids and then the big kids left. They were a year older than me, basically. <laughs> Got you. That makes a lot of so, sense. Um, at that point, I actually went with, uh, I'm, this year, the benefit concert that I organized, I was with another band called Red's Basement, and uh, that consisted of the bassist from Dreaming Red and two other people. Gotcha. Wow. So, that's really amazing. Like, you just, you've been doing so much, keeping yourself busy, and, you know, you're still finding that space to be creative, so really props to you in um, a lot of people get kind of nervous to put their work out there, especially when it comes to like music and that type of thing. Um, so really, again, props to you for just taking that initiative and doing that. Um, 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah. And really anyone out there, like even not just music, like music, art, uh, acting, really any skill that you, you need to put it out there, whether Mm -hmm. it's playing a sport, because you never know what opportunities could arise for you, whether maybe you're one of the best basketball players ever, and then you get a certain, maybe a scholarship offer, or maybe you're just, you're not so good at playing guitar or something, but then someone sees you and said, oh, I could help you out. Maybe I could give you some tips. So like, it's not just about like, oh, I'm not good enough. Or it's also about like, oh, um, I'm not good enough, but maybe there's an opportunity there that will arise for you so you could get better. Yeah. So listen to what he's saying. He's saying, just do it. Okay. Just put your work out there. Just show your craft to the world and you can learn as you go. Thank you so much for those words of wisdom. Thank you so much for sharing your challenge with us and your story and just how you got connected with grip tape and all that great stuff. So we really do appreciate that. And I hope that this this whole podcast episode inspires someone to just take charge of their own learning as grip tape would say. And as I would say, just taking charge of your dreams and your goals and putting it into action. So thank you so much, Adam. I appreciate that. No problem.